It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Hey guys, thanks for taking the time to listen. It's Morgan number two here, and I'm counting down the best seven bits of the week based on y'all's engagement from social media, online calls from seven to one. And along the way, I'm bringing on Lunchbox to come and talk with me about a bunch of things that happened this week. He's going to give his input on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a question. (laughs) We're not even there yet. We're still in the intro. But I got a question on the intro. Why is it, I, I, I mean, countdown, I've never seen a top seven. So why do you do seven bits? You know, I don't know. You don't know. I just wonder. I just just wondered if there was like, oh, you know, usually there's a top 10 or a top five, but top seven, I didn't know if you were trying to like start this new thing where we do top sevens, like top song, top seven songs of the nineties, top seven song or, you know, top seven songs of the 2020s. Top 10 is a lot and top five doesn't feel like enough. So maybe it's just like the in-between. Okay, a happy you know? medium. Yeah. I just had that question. I wanted to get that out there in the intro well, so people I'm knew. Sure some other people had that question, so I appreciate Boom. it. Boom. But that's our guest for today. He'll be coming on for a few of my segments. But first up, we've got Travis Didding. He was back on the show this week after he came on and played his fiddle, a few covers a few weeks ago. Not only did we get a live performance, though, we also surprised him with a call from his girlfriend's dad, who is also known as country artist John Michael Montgomery. It was so funny listening to the two of them talk about their lives and obviously Travis dating his daughter. It was just so fun. So here we go. Let's listen back to this interview. Number seven, the Friday morning conversation with Travis Denning. Before I introduce Travis, let me play you a clip of his number one song, After a Few. But after a few drinks, it's always the same. That song, massive song, heard on the radio all the time, but took forever to get to number one. Like 1.2 years, I think is what you said. Literally. Yeah. Which may be the longest in history. It is the longest run to number one and the longest on the country chart. Did you make even more money because it took longer? Um, yeah, a little bit more. I've been the money hasn't all come in yet. Yeah. Like it's usually like nine months behind. But um, no, it's all been it's all been really good. I've been pretty happy with it. He's gonna play his new song coming up in a second. <laughs> I'd be pretty happy with it too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been great to be honest with you. But hey, I mean, the slow climb's good for songwriting. Travis is in studio again. He was in a few weeks ago. But he came in, I just called him to come play your banjo up here. And so I said, in exchange, come in and promote your new song whenever you're ready. And you're going to do a song called Abby in a minute, which is not about a girl named Abby. No, it's about anybody but you. Get it? Yeah. It's, a, it's, yeah. A, <laughs> it's an anagram or an anagram acronym. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. So what does your current girlfriend think about you writing a song about another girl that's not her? Well, I got lucky right off the bat that I actually did not write this song. Oh, this that, is the, is the only song I've cut that I didn't write, so that's good. But no, she, you know, she she gets it. She she's the Abby. She's the anybody but you. Hmm. Um but yeah, it's a little weird. It wasn't first. I saw you post on Instagram a really sweet message to her for her, her birthday. You guys have been together uh two years. Yeah, right? two years. And you were like, oh maybe it wasn't her birthday. Maybe it was just celebrating the anniversary. Yeah, we just yeah we've been dating for like two years. And how has that been? It's been wonderful. Honestly, great. And even during the pandemic, I feel like we've just gotten closer and, I mean, have had a great time. I feel like we haven't really butt heads that hard. Um, So I guess that's been like the ultimate test of like, you know, when we first started dating, I was on the road all the time. And then now I'm not on the road at all, but we still get along pretty well. And so she is, and we've mentioned this on the show before, she's the daughter of John Michael Montgomery, country music legend. 
Does he ever give you advice or tell you, hey, dummy, don't do this or don't do that from what he learned? Oh, absolutely. We've talked a lot about music. Um, and it's it's so interesting, like, going through things right now and I bring it up to him. And he just laughs because he's like, yeah, I mean, I went through the same thing. You know, he, he called me when I got the ACM nomination and just him talking about when he was nominated for things and what it takes to get there. And it was uh, it's really cool. Every conversation ultimately turns into – like a fishing conversation, though. He's like, hey, that's congrats. So did you get that new uh, transducer on the front of your boat? I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. You know, And then we just talk about that. What's the best and worst thing about having him as a father-in-law? A future father-in-law. We'll Dang. say that. Yeah, yeah, oh, not, oh, not bad, not bad, not bad. Not bad, not bad. You not too, bad. huh? Getting on me there. Uh, <laughs> best thing, um, I think actually probably the best thing is that Madison totally gets what I do and gets that I have to be gone sometimes be on the road because she grew up with it and understands it. Worst thing, um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I've had a blast getting to know both of her parents. Um, sometimes, yeah, he just kind of you like you're talking to him, yeah, and I just don't know if he hears you. Okay, I hear that. <laughs> hey, come on in. Hey, Scuba Steve, we're gonna put we're gonna put some headphones on you. We didn't realize you couldn't hear us talking here. here. All right, my my clip up. Clip up yeah, Can you hear me? Can you hear oh us? yeah, I got you. On the phone right now is John Michael Montgomery. <laughs> Hey. Oh, man. Hey, John. Uh, who, who the heck are you and what have you done with my dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey, I forgot to send you a picture, but I caught some fish on that active target the other day. Oh, yeah. I, hey, yeah, man. I, well, you know, uh, I'm I'm excited about, the. Uh, you know, we got to do some fishing trips together, obviously. But, uh, you know, congratulations on your success and everything. Uh, you know, it's uh, – it's fun to watch you and uh, my son Walker. You know, I, being the young guys y'all are doing everything you're doing, like I, you know, back in my days. But uh, uh, more than anything, I'm impressed with. Uh, I have to admit that right now you are. You know, people don't know Travis is a uh, tremendous athlete. He is the Montgomery household undefeated ping pong champion. That is true. I've. Act, I mean. And the only person who's ever actually beat me a few times is John because John, John, you got that kind of like hustle thing where you're like, ah, oh, I'm not that good anymore, but you got that hardcore over the top spin that you throw on it. Well, you know, I kind of throw some old school shots on you, you know, because <laughs> back in my day, you know, it was unbeatable. But uh, uh, you know, I was like, once I thought I'd kind of start getting my. Uh, getting my old young ways back, but you know you still got me. But I'm I'm going to get you for it's over with. Oh, but, uh, it, it's happening! It's happening. So let me ask you a couple questions. John Michael Montgomery is on with us. When your daughter first goes, "Hey, I'm dating this guy, Travis." The first time you met Travis, how did you feel about him? Oh, I, you know, I thought he was a, a really nice young man. Man, uh, you know, a very uh, way raised very well and. Uh, uh, I just got to meet his parents the other day, and it uh, uh, confirmed what I thought. You know, I mean, he comes from a very good family. And, and you know, when uh, your daughter's dating someone, I mean, you just, uh, you know, I mean, when you got a daughter, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so. Okay, what's this guy about here? And, you know, and everything. But, uh, now nah, he, Travis checks out great. He, uh, 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 you know, I couldn't be happier, uh, you know. Any, I couldn't have found a better person to, to for my daughter to be, you know, hanging out with. Let me ask you this. This is uh, obviously just hypothetical, but if someone wanted to ask you for 
their daughter's hand in marriage, do they need to do it on the phone or in person? Oh, I think in person uh, would be the best way to do it. That's the way I would do it, you know. Yeah. I'm still kind of old school on that stuff, and I, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, but you know, they need to bring a, a sack load of money with them. Yeah, like a dowry, <laughs> probably, <laughs> but the opposite dowry. And, 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 and Noah John probably a, a couple Stellas, a couple Stella Artois. Yeah, yeah a few yeah. beers, a bunch of money. And, yep. uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I, it, it's. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's fun to watch. I call them kids still. You know, I mean, it's it's funny. I'm, uh, I, was, I you know these these kids are in their twenties now, but you know, uh, me and the wife, we still call them kids. You know, and that's what they'll always be to us. But uh, you know, it's it's you're always happy when your kid, uh, you know, your child finds uh, somebody else that uh, you feel like is right for them. And, you know, and uh, Madison and Travis just seem to really uh, enjoy each other's company. About your career for a second, you ever been on stage and kind of get caught up in the lyrics to Sold or forgot the lyrics to Sold? Because there there are 362 words in that song. (laughs) Like, is that a struggle to still remember? Well, you know, as long as I don't think about it, if I think about it, it's I'm, it's over with. You know, I and, and trust me, I have forgotten the words from time to time, and I, and I learned out very early on in my career, especially when social media came along. If I forgot the words or mess up the words, I swear, or be my baby tonight, or so to Granite County Oxen. The next day on Facebook and all that, oh my gosh! I mean, can you believe you forgot the words? I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's so you know, I, I had to be had to be paying a little bit more attention from now on. Like, okay, John, uh, but really, I tell people the easiest song for me to sing is old because it's going so fast. You don't even think about you know, you just boom, 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 and you know, and uh, and then if I do forget the words, you know, I just. Aim the mic at the at the fans and go. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know this one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but hey, I, that's another thing. Uh, you know, Travis, I got to see him uh, in action the other night. He played up here at Rep Arena, and, and uh, he his his uh, entertainment skills. I mean, he's he's got everything. He's 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 really good. Uh, uh, you know, being on stage and uh, engaging the crowd and everything. So uh, he's got it going on. I, Travis, do you feel like you should learn all of John Michael Montgomery's songs because you guys are close now? I, you know, actually, and I've told him before, like one of my all-time favorite country songs ever is Letters from Home. So I know that one front to back. Me and me and John share a mutual love for Tony Lane, who's like one of my favorite songwriters ever who wrote that song. So I do know all the words to Letters from Home. When, But I guess when it gets really serious, you'll learn sold. Grindy oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like you said, it's got 9,700 words in it. It's, got, it's like a book. You got to yeah. remember it all, yeah. All right, hey, uh, John Michael Montgomery. John, thank you for your time. We surprised Travis a little call Absolutely. from you. Our listeners love Appreciate you, too. Appreciate you guys having me on the show and, uh, you know, uh, continue success. All right, there he is, John Michael McGovern. Yeah, see you, Mr. John. So I see you call him John. Yeah. Does anyone call him John Michael? I call him. Uh, yeah, uh, Crystal does. I call him Mr. John most of the time, and then every now and then I'll just JMM. You know, that's got a good ring to it. It does not have a good ring to it. JMM. JMM. Travis Denning is here. We're gonna come back. He's gonna play in studio. I just wanted to do that first. I saw you be a lot more. Why would I? Why would I, I know you, you know, were going to do something? I saw like you be that. a lot more polite 
and you sit up a little straighter when her dad got on the phone. You're like, oh, Mr. John, uh, how are you, <laughs> it's, sir? It's your girlfriend's dad. Right. That's what people people are always like, is it different? And I'm like, no, it's just my girlfriend's dad. I mean, it just is what it is. But her dad's John Michael Montgomery, so it is different. And you're a country, you're trying to be a country star. Yeah. Yeah, you got one hit on the way to Mindy, but I mean, you look up to those kind of guys. Yeah. But he- also, was a little part of you like, oh, shoot, did he just hear me say that when I talk to him, it's almost like sometimes he's not listening? No, no, it's because he's hard of hearing, and he knows that. It's like just sometimes <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you're like, you're like, hey, I caught a big fish today. He's like, what was that? I was like, I caught a big fish. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I've been fishing. You know, then that's, <laughs> it's all good, though. He knows that. Well, yeah. Okay, right. okay. The Friday Morning Conversation with Travis Denning. He is nominated for ACM New Male Artist of the Year. He is performed as one of the new faces, picked as one of the, the big new deals in country music. Look at you. Come on. I didn't vote for you. That's crazy you got that. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. I know. <laughs> Been told I need a new face. Boom. <laughs> and also, uh, the worst horse player in basketball I've ever seen. Yeah. We're, we were playing basketball a couple days ago, and I had some crazy food poisoning, and I knew I still needed to go to this because we tried to do it before, got pushed off, so I go, and I'm feeling terrible. I can't even see straight, and I still beat him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I am truly the worst basketball player ever. You know who's good? Oddly, the guys from Lanco. Yeah, they they ball. Like they, they they play all the time. They ball hard. All of them. Trip. Well, Trip. Oh, by the way, you, this even got like a long ponytail mm-hmm. and got facial hair, and you're like, this guy's coffee shop just plays the slow jams in the coffee shop with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Comes out just draining threes. I mean, like couldn't miss. Yeah. So uh, terrible at basketball. Good at music. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Works. yeah. Uh, tell me about this new song, Abby. Uh, this is a song we put out uh, Valentine's Day of 2020. So it's been out for a hot minute, just on you know streaming and all that. But just a huge fan favorite. Um, it's so creative. I, uh, and I, first time I heard it, I thought it was an amazing song and a funny way to spin a breakup. And so I'm pumped that we're it's going to radio. First time we ever heard it. I think I paid Travis a couple bucks and he came to my house and played. <laughs> That's yeah. right. It's before he had a hit though. Yeah, before he had a hit. Uh-huh. Well, was that two years ago? Yeah. It wasn't this last Christmas. Yeah. With the one wow. Before. Not this last Christmas, but the one before that. It's like a year and a few months. Travis bought it, brought his guitar, set up in the living room during our Christmas party, and played a bunch of songs. Couldn't get him to leave. Next morning, he's <laughs> just hanging rolling out. out of a guest room. Well, I mean, I just thought it was such a pretty little place. I thought, mm, might as well stay. <laughs> Here is Travis Denning doing his new song, Abby. Well, I hate to break it to you, girl, but we're breaking up. I've put up with your drama just about long enough. Oh, now you want to know if there's somebody else. Well, if I'm being honest, then the answer is yes. And her name is Abby. That's anybody but you. She'll have a bad little body, be the life of the party, drink a cold beer or two. She won't make me go crazy like you know who. And her name is Abby. That's anybody but you. Me and A, B, B, Y. Gonna have an H-E double L of a time. Me and A, B, B. Why, anybody but you sounds good tonight. That's right. Yeah, this is Abby. That's anybody but you. Travis Denning. Nice job, Travis Denning, as always. It's good to see your face again in studio. 
You have a big, big future ahead of you, my friend. Thank you, brother. The guy can play the crap out of a guitar. <laughs> yes, he can. Which you just don't expect. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you guys uh, stream Abby. Go see Travis. Things are opening up. Do you have big plans? You probably can't announce them yet for a big tour. Uh, a lot of stuff in the works for the fall, but we got some stuff in April and whatnot, so just slowly but surely getting back. Go over to the Instagram. Uh, Travis R. Denning. Travis R. Denning. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to up my TikTok. You know, yeah. it's not going very well, so... Uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, there he is, Travis Denning. See you soon, bud. Thanks, man. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. TJ and John Osborne, better known as Brothers Osborne. They came on the show this week. They were talking about their new single, All Night, which is such a jam. I jammed to that song at the gym, which I do not tend to listen to country songs at the gym, but this song I will run to. Not only that, they got really candid with us about their recent ACM nominations, and John had quite a funny, very human reaction to them getting nominated for Album of the Year. So hear this. You're going to get some laughs. I promise. Number six. the Bobby Bones Show now. Brothers Osborne. Morning, guys. How are you? Morning. Doing pretty good. How you doing, Bobby? Doing pretty good. Let me start, TJ, with you because uh, Amy came in the other day and goes, hey, I was on a hike. And, you know, she loves to see celebrities. And she goes, guess what celebrities I saw? <laughs> I what? What? I don't love uh, to see celebrities. You said celebrities are just like us. I said stars are just like us. Yeah. Yes. They're, they do normal things. And when we run into you know, them, we say that. Our, our mom says that all the time. She's like, you know, celebrities, they're just normal people. But yet, anytime she's in a room with one, she just gravitates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted to clarify how you've prefaced this because it's like, no. I mean, I guess I saw TJ. He's hard to miss from afar. And so, yes, there he is on his hike. Here, here I am. And earlier that day, I had posted me in shorts and, and socks jacked up to my knees. And it was a very uh, divisive outfit. People really hated it. And uh, so Amy got to see me out in the wild wearing that outfit, in which case she complimented me. So thank yes, you. Yes, because I had seen it on Instagram previously that day and he put up a poll. You could vote like yay or nay. I voted nay. <laughs> and that's honestly, now that I think about it, I forgot that's how I recognize him from afar. I saw the you, outfit first. And I was like, I voted yay for that outfit earlier today. So. You voted nay, Bobby? That is the most Bobby Bones <laughs> outfit I've ever worn. Yeah, yeah, I voted nay because I felt like you were stealing my look, honestly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you were hiking with uh, Casey Musgrave you guys are good friends yeah very good friends um yeah we've you know that we've always been really close but over quarantine we've we've gotten even closer um and and i think you know the past god i mean five six years or so we've been on the road all the time we haven't been able to hang out very much but yeah we're we've been been hanging tight these days hey john you guys are nominated for two acm awards duo and album for skeletons which one would you rather win um, you know, I, I that's a horrible question. I don't want to sound <laughs> either way. This is a lose-lose proposition, Bobby. Thanks. I mean, obviously, either one would be amazing. Um, but the the one of like the ultimate achievement for us would be album of the year. I mean, that is something that we worked so hard on this record to finish it, and we put all of our energy into our music. Obviously, if we won the other category, we'd be so grateful. But 
I mean, to, when we heard we got nominated for album of the year, I just started shouting expletives. I, I don't even know why. I can't say them on air or else they'll get fined by the FCC. And I, I couldn't contain my excitement. And I haven't felt that in so long. Can we do this where he shouts expletives and we just bleep him out? I would like to hear, John, if possible, we'd like to hear the expletives that you shouted out in real time. And we'll, we'll bleep you, but I'm, okay. I'm, I'm ready to take that risk. You guys want to count it down? Yes. Here we go. Three, Three two, two, one. I was going, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I had been, I, I, with my wife, Lucy, we had been watching uh, Breaking Bad and Jesse... You know, it's very. Uh, he, he has a great use of the B word, so it was in my, it was in my cerebellum. I just started yelling. I don't even know why. That's funny. <laughs> I had tears in my eyes. Oh man. I mean, it, 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 I can attest that it, it was exactly like that. It was, it was cuss words that had nothing to do with it. We're just saying words. It was, it was kind of like when a toddler, like you know, regurgitates them and just says them. He doesn't even know what he's saying. That's funny. It was, it was hilarious. We were all dying laughing. Who has the, like, the, the, the best house for a party for a get-together? TJ's house, because he does have the best house for a get-together. Um, you know, T, I mean, our house here is like, you know, we, we try to make it like a retreat. You want to feel like you're in a cabin in the woods. Um, but TJ's house, TJ's house is like, one button click away from it being a full-on dance party at all times. Like he's got everything programmed to his phone, so he could hit one button, lights go down, disco ball comes out, music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, the album again nominated for an ACM. Uh, Skeletons is the first time that you guys recorded an album with your entire road band. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, we, we had recorded our previous records with our rhythm section, so with our bass player and our drummer, but this was the first album where we had everyone join. So we we had our keys player, we had our utility player on there, and it was really cool. I mean, a lot of times when we're recording, we always have, there's always a lot to fill in because it's just kind of a slim band that's playing. And this, so it was like right from the beginning, everyone was, play we played with these guys for years. So it just, from the first song we recorded, which I think was Skeletons, wasn't it, John? Uh, yes, yeah, very first song. And so it was just, man, it was like, oh, this is fun. Not to mention, we play the same songs over and over and over every night. So the fact that we could get into a studio with these guys that we played these songs hundreds of times with and play something brand new, it was, it was really, really fun. On with us right now, Brothers Osborne. We're going to play the new single. Just set me up here before I hit play. Like, why'd you guys pick this song? You know, uh, I'm. You wrote the song. Like, tell, give me a little backstory about this. Yeah, we um, we wrote this with Andrew to Roberts, who's done a lot of stuff on Songland, and we just thought the song was fun. And believe it or not, it's a pretty, it's a simple song. But those are the hardest songs to write. I don't know why they just always are. Um, and we just wanted to put out something that was fun, especially right now, just something lighthearted, something you can have fun to, and. When we could finally get back out on the road, we wanted to have a single that was definitely gonna was gonna uh, slap, as the kids say, uh, <laughs> when we get back out there. <laughs> I can't keep up hey. with all these adjectives. <laughs> hey, John, in your best DJ voice, and we'll get out on this. Uh, do do some sort of DJ intro to your own song here. Uh, and this is All Night by Brothers Osborne on the Bobby Bones Show. All right, there they are, hey Brothers guys. Osborne, everybody. <laughs> all right, good to see you guys. You know we love you. Talk hey. to you soon. Love y'all. All night.
It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Coming in at number five on St. Patrick's Day, if you walked into a Krispy Kreme wearing green, then they would hook you up with a free donut. Well, in typical lunchbox fashion, he decided to try and see how many outfits he could wear and get how many free donuts. So, lunchbox? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about this. Well, see, here's the thing. There was a little bit of a problem with this one. Usually, you can change outfits and go in and go in and go in. But what you don't realize is that you're wearing a mask. And so, I only have a limited amount of masks that I can change into. You mean you don't have a home mask, a gym mask, a, a work mask? A, like, no, I don't have like any. No, no, else. no, no. <laughs> I don't have all that. Like, I have a couple masks that I have. And so my mask variety was very limited. And so I think in the end, that kind of is what set me like, oh, wait, I'm kind of suspicious of this guy. I recognize that mask. So if I would have thought about it, I would have ordered more masks beforehand just to get the free donuts. But that would have been a lot of work and a lot of effort to get free donuts. So, yeah, I'm kind of – it was fun, though. It's, it's always fun because they always look at you like, is there something wrong with this human being? And, and they're just like looking at you and you just look at them back like, no, first time. So first like, time. In a situation like this, did you go back in and you were like, hey, it was just a prank. Like, thanks for playing along. I just go in and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm here for a free donut, you know, green. I point at my outfit and then I go back out and I go literally walk out to my car. And I have, and see, that's what's crazy is I have to change in my car in the parking lot. And so you can imagine. Not suspicious at all, by the no, way. Not suspicious at all. And you got, I have a stack of clothes because you don't know how many it's going to take. So you have to have plenty of outfits. And usually I overpack because I don't get to use all of them. And so, I mean, I'm just in the parking lot changing, changing. And then I go back in and do the same thing. Oh yeah, man. I heard on the internet that you guys are giving away free donut for wearing green on St. Patty's day. And then kind of look at you. Oh, and then, all right, thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. And you go right out back to your car and you start changing. And what's great is there's even people that are sitting in there eating donuts, like customers, and you walk by them two or three times, four times, five times, and they're just like, did this dude just come in? Like, they start looking at you a little funny. You know what I mean? They're like, I swear that guy just came in here. And it's, it's ridiculous. And it's so fun. And, okay, it's so, and so- it brightens their day. Like, I really think... At the end of the day, all these workers, at the end of the day, it brightens their day because they're going to be talking about it for hours. Like I say, they're going to talk about it for hours afterwards. They're going to be like, dude, I can't believe that guy came in here six times. Oh, da, 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 da. I can't believe that guy came in here 26 times. Oh, Marie, you're never going to believe what happened to me today. There was this is guy. Is that like your red Robin no, this, Hood voice this, this or is granny? Mary. This is Mary. <laughs> Let's be talking about the chick. just came out of you. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I just, like, it provides so much entertainment for them. Okay. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters to me. And, you know, they think I'm crazy, and that's good. If that makes them sleep better at night, that they think I am, like, off my rocker, that makes me happy. I love that. But you still didn't answer my question. When you went in there for oh, the I went third in there time and, and, I was they, like, and they I didn't denied pay. you. No, you don't tell them the answer. Okay, you don't well, tell them how many times you know, we're, we're it's about it, to it air. Happened. You can't okay, ruin it. Regardless, Shh. when you went in there and it didn't happen one of the times. Then I had to go back out to my car but and, did and you cry ever in my hands. tell them? Then I had to go back to my car. car. You did not do that. 
There's no way you did that. That's what I did. No, it's not. Every outfit, when I use it, I put it in the back seat so I don't reuse it because I got it's hard to keep track of which outfit you've used. And so, yeah. And I even remember to take pictures this time where you can see those pictures at bobbybones.com. This is true. You can. There's a whole video up on it. But lunch. Because I always forget. I always forget to take pictures. And I was like, oh, I got to take pictures. And so I'd take pictures in my car. Okay. So, and and right after this happened, we learned that Krispy Kreme is going to also give out free donuts every day to people who get vaccinated. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. So, how many days have you done that so far? I've done it four days. Four days in a row. Are you going to try and seriously do it I'm going to try to do it every single day because a free donut is a free donut. Do you realize like the calories you're adding on to your diet? I didn't say I was going to eat it every day. You're not going to eat. Why would you go take it? Because it's free. Do you give it to your kids maybe? Every once in a while. But if if they were giving out a free dollar every day, wouldn't you go get it because it's free? Well, a dollar, yes, because it could turn into something else. But a donut, I feel wasteful. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't look at it that way. You I know, looked at like it. somebody else could have that donut, or or, or you can start or, getting the donuts and giving them to homeless people. Or or I could get it them could and like then no no no. I got an idea. It's a great idea. Oh, you boy. came up with a great idea. I'll get them every day for twelve days, and then on the twelfth day I'll have a dozen. I'll be able to sell a dozen donuts. Oh boy, that took a turn. It's Boom. Not, not what businessman making <laughs> business deals trying to get that money. <laughs> I think the the. First, second, and third day donuts are going to be a little stale by that 12th one. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, listen back. Lunchbox tried to get as many free donuts as he could for St. Patrick's Day. Number five. Lunchbox went out and attempted to get free donuts at Krispy Kreme for St. Patrick's Day. Because the, the deal was if you wore green, they gave you a donut. Yeah, if you had green anywhere on your body, any of your outfit, they, they would give you a free donut. So you just try to change clothes and go get more and more donuts? Yep, I would go out to the car and change clothes, go back in. I am just wearing a Christmas mask that has green Christmas trees on it. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I just want to get one glazed donut for wearing green today. Yeah. Thanks, man. Happy St. Patty's Day. I guess the mask does hide you a bit. Yeah. You could probably switch masks. Oh, I did. Oh, you oh, did? Oh, I did. Yeah. This <laughs> but he, but his voice, though. Hey, man. That's the same voice. It's the same voice. <laughs> I'm sure you change it, right? Yeah, for sure. Here's number two. I'm wearing a blue sweatshirt and a camo hat. That's my green. Attempt to... How you doing? Good. How you doing, man? I heard you guys were doing a free donut for uh, St. Patty's Day. That's if you got on green. Yeah, it was green. Camo. Thank you, man. So, no problem. No problem. He goes back again. So far, he's got two donuts. Are you eating these donuts? They're in the car. Okay. Uh, here we go. Attempt number three. I'm wearing a red, green, and black plaid shirt with khaki pants. Hello, hi. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Just got out of court, lost custody of kids, so I came to get my <laughs> free donut for St. Patty's Day. Okay. Yeah. No, I just... No, I just, yeah, I just got out of court. I hope you have a better day. Thank you so much. He said, haven't you already been in here? Yeah. So they're on to you a little bit. A little bit on to me. Why did you have to go out lost custody of my kids? Like, you went hard in that lie. <laughs> ah, man, I just was trying something different, make them feel sorry for me. All right, here we go, number four. I'm wearing a neon green shirt, a marathon medal, and a plastic medal. <laughs> so what you made for? Another green What's up? Coming for another green What's he saying? He said, you coming in for another free donut? Okay, go ahead. Olympics. No, no, I just got done working out. No, you didn't. You just came in here in the striped shirt. You came in in camouflage. 
Yeah, No, no, I just got done working out. See, I'm training for the Olympics. He he recognized everything he was wearing. (laughs) All right, so you got three free donuts. Three free donuts. And what'd you do with them? I ate them. You did eat all three of the donuts? I ate one. What'd you do with the other two? I gave one to my wife. What'd you do with the other one? Gave one to my kid. Okay, nice. Perfect. Just asking there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys act like I didn't, what was I going to do with them? You usually take stuff and just dump it out in the bag. Sometimes, like, if I get free ice cream cones, when on free ice cream, I do just throw them away. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Our own Bobby Bones is obviously the mentor on American Idol, and we love watching him. Well, this week, we found out that somebody on our show actually auditioned for American Idol back in the day. Our phone screener, Abby, when she was 16 years old, decided to go audition for American Idol. She tells us the whole story, and she even gave us a little bit of her audition. Now, Lunchbox, we're going to give them a little tease, but instead of hearing Abby, which they'll hear in the segment, I want you to sing a little bit of what she's saying. Somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, is that what she's saying? Yeah. Um, how does that go? Somewhere over the rainbow. It's from Wizard of Oz. Wait, wait, well, okay. Sorry, I've seen Wizard of Oz like twice in my life. Give me a little bit more, like no, a different no, key. No, you're making me say it. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I can see it in your eyes. All I said was give me a little bit more. I don't know what... I, I got to know the key. I don't even know. I don't. That's no, it's from Wizard of Oz. Come on. You just told me it's from Wizard I of really Oz. I really just know the chorus, and it's really like the Somewhere Over the Rainbow. How? Somewhere over the rainbow, tears older. Oh, okay. Okay, a little bit more. Just stop it. Just give me a little bit from you. Somewhere over the rainbow. Beautiful. I'm guessing you never auditioned for American Idol. Though. No, I never made it. Never made it. <laughs> never, never tried out for choir. None of that. Yep. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed our terrible singing. But our phone screener, Abby, is actually really good. So listen to her back, share a piece of her audition with us. Number four. Let's go! Hey, guys, good morning. Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Hope you guys all have a good day today. This guy did not have a good day. This guy in Maine, his name's Logan. He was at the police station for just a couple minutes, and he was going because his bike was stolen. He was like, hey, my, my bike's stolen. But while he was there, they stole his car. Somebody stole his car. Oh, what? No. At the, what? <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> that stinks. He had been at the police station for about 60 seconds when he emerged to find his car gone from the parking lot. It was 6 p.m. It was March 22nd. His black Ford Edge was taken while it was parked. Now, it was idling. Oh. He left it on. It was in front of a police station. Okay. So, but that's oh. really brave for someone to steal something right outside of a police station. It makes me think that maybe a criminal just got released or out of the jail and they were like, oh, this is just too good to be true. Looks like God left me a little treat. Yeah. He got tempted. And then he got in and he got away. Because no way someone's like, oh, I'm going to plan on stealing a car outside the police station. The driver and the only suspect in the theft is a guy named Joel. They have charged him with unauthorized use of property, violation of a release condition. At around 8 p.m., they recognized the car, arrested the driver. That's that's the guy's having a bad day. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And you know what I like to listen to whenever a day like this happens? Because <laughs> you had a bad oh. day. That's what he's listening to. Yeah, poor guy. He gets Such bigger and bigger. Time. Then he goes home and his house is stolen. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what's happening here? It's on fire. It's great. <laughs> 
Oh, poor guy, Logan. Oh, when it rains, it pours. We feel for you, yeah. You know what I found? This song used to be the American Idol song. That's someone, right. Someone was yeah. voted yeah. off. That was, that was terrible. When Idol was like early, early seasons, somebody, uh, and the, the person getting kicked off this week is Jordan Sparks. Because you had a bad <laughs> like, We didn't even think how ruthless this was. So brutal. <laughs> it's like playing, all right, and the person going home is Jim Smith. You suck. You suck. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad that y'all are so positive on American Idol. And it's a different thing because I can't help but think some of the kids that went through there that got like the real negative, like Simon Cal version. And then, yeah, just some of the humiliation on TV, how that they carried that with them negatively because they were so young. Which reminds me, Brooke Eden came by my house and we did a Bobby cast. She's an artist, country artist in Nashville. She went on American Idol back in the day, made it through the, the producers, got to Simon Cowell. In that group, she got on the show, and then when she sang, because she's blonde and very pretty, and she's from Florida, they really like altered her to look like a dumb blonde. No way. And she's and she's not anything but a dumb blonde. And remember, Tim Tebow called her and was like, "Hey, we know who you are. Don't feel like that. You, you have to feel judged by us." Is a whole thing. And she was like, "I just didn't do that on the show. I, that wasn't how I presented myself the whole time." But yes. Now we kind of have a role that we don't Very do Very different vibe. Which reminds me, Abby, our phone screener, I found out that she tried out for American Idol. Did you guys know that? No. Yeah. no. I didn't either. Oh, you knew? Uh, yeah. I found out on Talk to Chuck, the Chuck Wicks podcast. <laughs> hey, Abby, so oh. when when did you sing, try to get on American Idol? When? Oh, man, I was like 16. So oh. that was a long time ago. How many years ago? Oh, that's like 14. Did you go and s- just sing for the producers? So I went, it was actually in in Dallas, Dallas Stadium. (laughs) Yeah, Eddie. And so I got there and it was actually in front of the whole stadium, really. I mean, everybody's there, the whole stadium. And there's about 15 producers or judges on the field, Mm. like at tables. So no, it was not in front of the producers. I didn't even make it there. Okay. But you sang in front of those people who were producers. Uh, Yeah. And what do they tell you? Uh, No. Thank you, but no. (laughs) Like, did they say, hey, you know, work on it and come back next year? Or they just said no? I mean, yeah, they did. Because, so there's about five of us at one table for judges. And then you sing about 30 seconds, then you step back. And then after that, they're like, you and you step forward. And they say, oh, you made it. And then they go out. And then they're like, the remaining, I'm sorry, you did not make it. And you're 16? Yeah. Do you remember what song you sang? Oh, man. I think it was Somewhere Over the Rainbow. You want to do a little now? Oh, my God. Come on. Abby, here, I'll give you the... T- There's your key. Pitch. Oh, my gosh, I can't. Yeah, pitch, thank you. Yeah. By really? the way, who knew Eddie owns Dallas Stadium? She was like, oh, she's like we're in Dallas what Stadium. What that? Eddie? Yeah, yeah it's oh, called Eddie's he, Stadium. Because he's, he's excited. He pointed at himself, and he was excited. I was really pointing to uh, get closer to the camera so we yeah, can see. Yeah, <laughs> he was pointing a direction for you to stand <laughs> so the camera could see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you see? Oh, my gosh, can I do it with, like, background music? Or something. I, this is American Idol. When I tell these kids, you want your time to shine, when it gets presented to you, you have to go. Yeah, Bobby, mentor her right now. Yeah, <clears throat> Abby, you may have a, a record executive listening right now that's oh, looking, that's, that's that's looking for someone who can answer phones and sing the hits. And I'm going to blow it Or right maybe now. answer the phone singing. <laughs> oh, true. Oh. oh, that's a good one. Somewhere. Okay, ready? Here we go. Oh, do I? Okay. Ready? Here we go. Somewhere over the rainbow, skies are blue, and the dreams that you did a dream really do come true. Come on! Yeah. That's good! Yeah. Put 
you're going to Hollywood. Yeah. You're too old for Hollywood, but still, that good job. I am too old. That was no. good, Abby. See, I get shaky, and I know that's what they would say, right? You'd be like, oh, no, it's a little shaky. There. I think all of us, our eyes, when you started singing, you were hitting those first notes, we were like, wow. That's good. That was great. <laughs> thank you. I'm better in my car or shower, but We all thank are, you. but that was really good. There she is, Abby, oh, our yeah. phone screener. Thanks. Dang. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> You're good, Abby. You can take your headphones off. I love Abby's laugh. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Jake Owen's song Made For You inspired a segment on the show this week. So Bobby asked everybody what made them realize their significant other was made for them. Now, we got a lot of funny stories. Everybody had their own very personal one, you know, Bobby, Amy, Eddie, Lunchbox, Raymundo, Mike D, they all shared these special stories. Most of them are very thoughtful and caring. Besides Lunchbox, who who spun even more segments into the fact that him and his wife had a crazy kissing rule. Lunchbox, would you like to add any more details to that? Well, I, I'm offended by that intro because I think if you said <laughs> everyone had thoughtful and romantic ones, except for Lunchbox. Like... Romance well, I would t- argue that what you had said was not necessarily considered generically romantic. Well, everybody has their different definition of romantic and caring and loving. And I think our relationship is different because we can have fun and do different things. Whereas other people are so just rigid and stuck in the mud and boring and ah. Uh, like, I see some married couples, I'm like, God, they look like they hate life. Like, they don't know how to have fun. They're boring. They suck. And so I look at ours, and I'm like, man, we have so much fun, and we are so cool, and people wish they could have as cool a marriage as we do. And so, like, rules like this make us realize, man, we are so bad A together. <laughs> and and it's a kissing rule, which you're going to hear about yeah, it's in a this kissing segment. Rule. Because I, I mean, I was a, I mean, let's just say it. I was Rico Suave. You know what I'm saying? You just called yourself Rico Suave, which means I don't think you were actually indeed I was like, Rico Suave. Okay. You well, can't call it. Somebody else has to call you Oh, that's you what that. they called me. Oh, okay. I'm just telling you. And so she <laughs> knows what it was like being with me. And so she knew the women like to throw themselves at me. And she's like, okay, you know, when you're going to go out, here's the rule. And no one believed me. Did any of you guys believe me? Hey, I believed you. I still don't think it's an idea of romance, but I do believe you. Would you ever have that rule with someone you were dating? I mean, not like indefinitely, but like if I'm out with him and bachelor party comes up to whoever my significant other was at the time. and like Okay, what if you're not there and a bachelorette party does it? I don't feel like that's necessary. I feel like you can be like, nah. I'm good. Oh, but if you're there, it's it's okay. It's like 50-50. Well, yeah, because like it's, there's some monitoring happening because. Oh, okay. You just don't know. There's a lot of situations that happen at bars, right? Yeah, there are. And see, this is my thing. It's a trust. It's trust. It is trust. And that shows the ultimate trust right there. Like we are ultimate trust. But I also have triggers with cheating. So like that's, that's really hard for me. That's so that, that's a different that, 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 like 50 50 is a really good thing for me. <laughs> that's a different issue altogether. I can't I, I can't get into that right now. I don't want to talk about it because I don't know the answers to that. Yeah, this isn't a therapy podcast. Yeah, this is not a therapy podcast. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing on that. I just know that when my wife told me this, I was like, Dang, you're legit. She was my, I guess we were boyfriend, girlfriend at the time. That's a weird term, boyfriend, girlfriend. Like when we were dating. Yeah, she was your girl. We were going steady. We were courting. 
You ever heard courting? That yeah. is an old person term. That's what my parents yeah, say. Yeah, they like court you. They like rom- they, they yeah. basically romance you, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't really happen in modern dating. I don't know. Yeah, I've never, I mean, my parents used to say courting, and I'm like, that's a, um, it's so weird. I, and you know, if anybody asks, the reason I was not included in this is because I do not have a significant other. No, you do not. Not not married, not engaged, not anything. Yeah, that's 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 tough. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have talked about your dog Remy. Like, how did you know you, that dog was made for you? Is that the oh, right yeah. words? We had a really special moment at the at the volunteer center. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Well, like. She came up to me and she just came running up to me. And then every time I would come by, she just like, we just connected. You just, your soul. That's crazy. So you're telling me when you were at a dog center, a dog came running up to you? Well, so that is so crazy. So I was volunteering at the Kansas Humane Society, walking dogs. Oh. And I went into this like area where the younger dogs were. Remy was like two and a half months old. And I just was kind of like looking at him, making sure everybody was okay. And Remy just like looked at me like deep into my soul. I went in there. I sent her, sent a picture over to my parents to get them to adopt her because they had potentially wanted another dog. And then when they came to meet her, she was attached to me and like didn't want anything to do with anybody else. And so we kind of had this like attachment already. That's pretty legit. Yeah. My dog, I went to go because I was looking for a second dog. My first dog that I had when I adopted my second dog, now Waldo has passed away since then, but I was trying to get uh, Niobe a, a playmate, you know, like a partner. And so I go to the pound in Austin and looking, looking, and all the dogs are rah, jumping on the cages, just going crazy, right? And there's freaking Waldo. He's just laying there, and he just kind of slides his paw out from underneath the gate. Oh. And I was like, okay, I kind of like that. Let me, let me let me pull you out here. Like, he was like, sli- I mean, sli- you know, he didn't go yeah. crazy, and he slid under the gate, and he's all calm. And I got him home, and he's like exact opposite of calm. And but but it worked. Like he was smart. He chose he, you, it, it was like he chose me. He really did. Like I, I was making fun of you, but Waldo chose me too. I I am a firm believer in that rescue dogs choose their owners. I okay. really am. Like yeah. in their their better part of their lives. Yeah, and just like my wife chose me because she what is it called? We made for you. She she was made for you. She was made for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, here you go. You guys can listen to this segment. It's really cool to hear everybody's stories about their significant others. Number three. Let's go. Yesterday I was listening to the radio and Jake Owen came on, Made For You. I love the song. This has been my favorite song on the radio for a couple months now at this point. And I was thinking, how did you guys on the show know that your significant other was, like this song says, made for you? Like what was... Wow. It can be a single moment or like when did it hit you? You're like, all right, this person's made for me. Eddie, I'll start with you. Ooh, this is great. Okay. Okay. So I guess we were dating about two years and I was living in Huntsville, Texas and Pearl Jam was coming to Houston. And my wife now, she was living in Austin at the time. Well, she drove up to Houston to the Pearl Jam concert and we were kind of talking and I go, Look, uh, I, I know you're kind of like my girlfriend now, but I've always watched Pearl Jam in the front row with my friend, like, and all the Pearl Jam fans. So I'm going to have to just do that if that's okay with you. And she drove all the way from Austin. She goes, you do love Pearl Jam. 
and I'm going to let you do that. And I said, wow, like she's going to let me enjoy my concert in the front row while she just sits in the back and just watches her show because she knows how much I love this band. That's when I knew she was made for me. So she went to the concert? Yes, she drove all the way to Houston. But she didn't watch it with you? Nope. And you didn't go, let me just take one for the team and go sit with her? If it wasn't Pearl Jam, I would have. But she knows how important that was to me. And I said, wow, she's made for me. And you've been, you've been married for how long now? F- 15 years. How many Pearl Jam shows have you guys been to together now? Uh, together, we went all the way to Hawaii to see a Pearl Jam show. So probably about five, her and I. Do you watch them with her now at least? Now she's the one I go with. Yes. That's crazy you did that so early in the relationship. <laughs> I know. You're lucky know. she didn't throw deuces at you. If she would have, then we then wouldn't be married. Yeah, she wouldn't be made for him. Exactly. This, Thank you, Amy. She needed to probably know what's up. Like, this would happen <laughs> again, maybe. <laughs> Bones, I've never thought about that before. Thanks for bringing that up. All right, made for you, Amy. Um, I would say probably the minute he wanted to start dating me. Like, I knew my husband since I was eight years old, and he was older than me and friends with my sister and her friends. So I always thought they were so cool. And to me, I just had him on this pedestal of sorts. So, I mean, we got engaged pretty quickly after we started dating. Like, what was it? A couple months? (laughs) I remember Amy coming to me going, hey, so this guy that I knew as a kid... Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's in the military. I met him at a wedding. I kind of re-met at a wedding. And I was like, get away from that. Like, he's military. He's probably got 100 girls, 100 places. <laughs> I was like, that'll never work. Yeah. Remember that advice? I kind of thought, well, we when we started talking about him on air, like when I started dating him, we didn't say his name or anything. We just called him Air Force Guy. And I remember thinking like, oh, my gosh, Air Force Guy could be my husband. Like, this could be it. And then sure enough, he proposed. And then... A few months after that, we were married. Like from the wedding that you brought up, that it's took from that wedding to our wed- to our wedding was six months. From when you met, like re-met the first time to mm-hmm. getting married was six months? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's quick. I think a lot of people thought Amy was pregnant. Yeah, but I wasn't. There wasn't. That wasn't possible. Huh. So crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike D, a lot of people are asking about your wedding and... Because you're getting married in June, right? Yeah. How's that going? Going good. We have everything finalized. We're ready to go. We just got our wedding bands picked You did? Out. Yeah. You going to wear yours around your neck like I do? I'm not, no. <laughs> no. Why not? I don't know. I don't really like any kind of jewelry. Well, I'm not a jewelry guy. I wear watches now. I'm not a jewelry guy, but I feel like I keep it close to my heart. I also feel like everybody makes fun of me for wearing it. How did you know that your fiance, Kelsey, was made for you? Whenever I met her parents for the first time and her younger brothers and saw the way she interacted with them... I was like, I could see myself building a family with her. And that was when I knew. So that was her seeing her with a family made you see her with you in your family. It saw like the whole future. Yeah. It, yeah. You had that vision. Probably. Yeah. I don't. I love that. I think that's sweet. Amy, don't cry. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchbox, what about you? I would say my wife, whenever I'd go out with just the boys and she knows that a lot of chicks would come up and, you know, try to make moves on me. And she'd always tell me, hey. No, t- just no tongue. Like if they kiss you, Stop. no big deal. Just no tongue. That was our rule. And so we'd be out at bars sometimes together, and girls would come up and just give me a kiss, and she'd be like, "That's cool as long as there's no tongue." So you were with her, dating her, and she would let girls kiss you as long as there was no tongue. Yep, one hundred percent. Not true. You are you saying you wouldn't kiss them? They would just kiss you. Yeah, but, but I'm also saying 
There's no way she allowed her boyfriend to kiss other girls. 100%. We need her audio of her saying that this is what she allowed. Without it sounding like she has a gun to her head. Right. <laughs> That's fine. I'll get the audio. I, you guys, you don't believe me. My wife is so cool and laid back that things don't bother her. I'm telling you, girls would come up to me at the bars, and they would Mwah, plant one on me, and she'd just stand over there and drink her drink, and then she'd come up and be like, oh, that was funny. First of all, I've never seen a girl just go up and kiss him. Ever. No, ever. 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 And then ever. secondly, I just don't think his wife would allow that, or a girlfriend at the time. Would she allow it now? Um, I don't know. I'd have to ask her about now, but yeah, that was right. that was her running thing. Was if I and if I was going out with a boy, she'd be like, "Remember, no tongue." That's how that's how he knew she was <laughs> yes. for him. Okay, so so far, Mike D is the most romantic here, Bobby. What about you? I don't know that mine's extremely romantic, but about the third time that Caitlin made me belly laugh because she's the funniest person. I think she's surpassed Eddie in the funniest person in my oh. life. Yeah, I mean, she's really funny. She's funnier than I am. And so I was about the third time I was like, I, I, I have to like dial in to keep up with her. And I thought, okay, this definitely could be something like something really big. But that was the first time where it clicked where I was like, holy crap, this is different than anything else. Because I already really liked her. But about the third time, because that's how you get to my heart, making me laugh. <laughs> and about the third time I was like laughed out loud at something she said. I was like, oh boy, I think this might be the, I think this might be it. She was made for me. Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. I think that was it. Okay. Raymundo, last one. Yeah, I uh, moved in with her and her roommate uh, downtown. It was two girls, and it always just felt so girly in the living room. And one day I came home, and she bought me a putting green, and she put it right in the living room, right in front of everything. And I thought, <laughs> oh, this is fun. This will be last maybe for like a week. That putting green stayed there for about 12 months. <laughs> I was like, I love this chick. She's made for me. <laughs> so when you look back at all of these, right, this is a nice little study here about what's important to all of us. Like, Ray still wants to be a bro. Even <laughs> yeah. though he's married, Ray wants to be a bro. Eddie still loves music. Like, the most important thing to him is music. music. It was then, it is now. Like, that's what you would know Eddie for. Lunchbox still likes to act like he's making out with chicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. You know, we really learned a lot about Lunchbox this week and on this podcast right now, but there was one story that stood out above the rest. And coming in at number two, only because... Number like, two! Because, no, number two is my favorite number. Okay. That's the soccer number so, I wore so in high school. So you're not going to hate me for that. No, no. There was another guy, me and him, both wanted number two. And so my junior year, I got number two. So I just kept the uniform an entire year and never turned it into the coach so I could be number two the next year. Well, you are number two this week with your animal attack. Oh my gosh, guys. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had that moment where your w- life flashes before your eyes. Like, this was it. Like, I mean, it was so scary. And I, and I really, when it happened, I'm so glad I was on FaceTime with my parents because no one was going to believe me what happened to me and this animal. Because, I mean, I don't know if you ever see this animal attack people and the things Bobby had told me that this animal could do. For years, he would tell about, oh, this animal can do this, and you better watch out because it can do that. And I, so when this happened to me, I was just like, no! <laughs> like, I mean, I was freaked out. My heart was... Do you feel like this animal might have been, like, had rabies and was kind of going rabid? I don't know, because there was two of them, and they were making a lot of noise, and I turned around, and only one of them attacked so I don't know if I interrupted something, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. But I don't know. But it was crazy. Like, it was so scary. And, like, maybe this animal can't really hurt you, but, woo, 
Do, when, when do something you guys like that, have like porch cameras or something? I feel like this would be like perfect viral video. Oh my gosh. This would have been your moment to go viral. Okay, I'll get porch cameras because my wife has been wanting porch cameras. I'm like, we don't need stupid if porch cameras. If you would have had the porch cameras, you could have oh gone viral, Lunchbox. Oh my gosh. Did you not even think about that? No! Like, could you imagine you just a, ruined my a, day. an animal attack and oh. you, it would go viral. Like, it really would. You just ruined my I'm day. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It has ruined my day. Uh, I'm helping your wife to get porch cameras. (laughs) Not only am I only number two, but I could have been viral. Oh, That was like a prime moment. Oh, no. But I'm lucky to be here. And so, guys, I'm just glad to be alive. And, yes, (laughs) if you've ever been attacked by an animal, let me know because it's scary. It's it's, it's a really scary thing. And I I feel for you. And, I mean, whew. Well, before we reveal too much, because I really want to say the animal because this segment is just so hilarious. (laughs) Let's get to it so you guys can hear it for yourselves. Number two. Lunchbox was attacked by an animal. Do you guys know this? What? No. no. Tell them what happened. Oh my gosh, guys. I'm sitting on my front porch and I'm on the little rocking bench and I'm on the computer FaceTiming with my parents and my fence is right behind me and I hear all this rustling. I'm thinking, oh, the dog's trying to get out the gate and I turn and I look over my left shoulder and there's two squirrels kind of going at it on top of the fence and one of the squirrels looks right at me and literally launches himself or herself, <laughs> lands on my left shoulder, and like kind of, I don't know if it's trying to swipe at my face or what, and then dive bombs the computer <laughs> and runs off. Like, and all I could think about is my life flashing before my <laughs> eyes, because Bobby always talked about how strong squirrels' jaws are, but literally this squirrel tried to take me out, landed right here on the shoulder. I turned like this, and he went, Whoa, right there. And I was like, oh! <laughs> that scary. Oh, I was freaking out. Heck yeah, that would be scary. What do you uh, know about squirrel jaws? Their jaws are extremely sharp. They could bite your hand off. Yes. What? Off? The jaw pressure, sure. Their teeth aren't wide enough to do it, but they could bite through your bones, sure. Wow. Yeah, they have the strongest <sighs> jaws of almost any animal when it comes to their size. Oh, I guess they do have to crack nuts. Yeah, that's exactly. true. Exactly. didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, and so if it jumped up and decided to take a bite out of your face. It would have been bad news. I don't know if it was like there's something wrong with that squirrel or if it was just I was interrupting something. I don't know, but he or she landed right <laughs> on my... I don't want to be sexist. Yeah, of course. Yeah, landed right on my left shoulder, and I was just like... I was screaming bloody murder, freaked out. How long was your heart beating after that? Oh, probably about two hours. Did your wife believe you? She was like, really? Come on. And I, and I had my parents on FaceTime to... Did they con- see it happen? Because it, it went right at the computer and they were dying <laughs> laughing because it like, boom, <laughs> like knocked the computer like that. So they had tried to attack Lunchbox and then his parents. Oh. Yeah, he was coming for the whole family. Wow. What'd y'all do to this squirrel? Man, it was so, I mean, woo, bad, bad news. Anyone ever been attacked by an animal? Like thinking back? If so, raise your hand. Ever had a... I don't know, a running with a hippo or something? No, I mean, I had a rattlesnake bite my boot, but it didn't penetrate my boot. Yeah, I've had some snakes hit boots, too. Yeah, I mean, that's scary. <sighs> yeah, but, but still, nothing like a squirrel on your shoulder. No, nothing like this. That's what horror movies are made of <laughs> right yes, there, man. man. The flying squirrel? I mean, think about that one in now cinema. Now it's a flying squirrel? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what the name of the movie would be. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but he did fly he, from the fence to my shoulder. He, I mean, they can jump. Do your squirrels go up to people in your neighborhood because they're always feeding them or anything? No. Mm. No, no, no. I've never seen a squirrel. I mean, when I was in college, I would feed a squirrel on the campus of UTSA by the police station. You would put your hand out and they would come eat from your hand. Do you think it thought you were a squirrel? What? Your face. (laughs) What? Wait, what? I mean, is that like... 
like, what is that? What kind of jab was that? It's yeah. not a jab. Hey, let, it, let us in. It's let us in on this jab. joke. I have a squirrel this face? This is not a joke. It's not a jab. That maybe, like, Lunchbox had a very inviting face for the squirrel. And it actually wasn't a threat. It was like, once he got closer, he realized, oh, not a squirrel. But, I mean, from before he jumped, he was like, oh, my friend. Huh. <laughs> no? I mean, the way his eyes looked, it looked, or hers. <laughs> look very, very angry. Oh. But you're okay and you live to tell about yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm starting to get all my heart beating okay. again talking about it. Uh, it, it wasn't, a, you didn't get attacked by a dog or a wolf. But, Bobby, you for years have told me the squirrel could rip my hand off. If it wanted to. Yeah. And that's what I saw when he landed on, or she, <laughs> landed on my shoulder, I thought, Oh, my face is done. Okay, there, there it is. Lunchbox, <laughs> his oh, life man. flashed before his eyes, and he lives to tell about it. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We've had a lot of great guests on the show, from country artists, you know, icons, to up-and-comers, legends, you name it. We've probably had them on their show. And this one might have been just one of the most exciting because it was not only his first time on the show, but it was Matthew McConaughey. We had Matthew McConaughey on the show this week. It was so good. He talked about his benefit show, acting gigs, just all the things. And he is as cool as he looks in all of his movies. I'm telling you, this interview is epic. Listen to it now and then even go watch the video at bobbybones.com. So good. All right, all right, all right. Number one Go. on the Bobby Bones Show now. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew, how are you? I'm good, Bobby. A whole, whole lot, man. This is your little uh, chilly Waco morning on the front porch. You're in Waco? Yeah. You Do you live in Waco some now, or are you just staying up there? No, no I just uh, came up here for a couple of days, work on this, uh, get some work done on the benefit that we had last night. Just got away. I live in Austin. The whole family does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Uh, but I, so you tr- you go to Waco to get away, like to work? Is it because your Austin <laughs> house has so much just stimuli everywhere you move? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, isn't that something about living? Start building getaways from your getaways. You can get away from your getaways. <laughs> um, no, we just came over to a little cabin, a little, uh, you know, yeah, a little place that has no more than one of everything. It's actually my airstream. <laughs> this benefit that you guys did, which, by the way, I want to reinforce that people can watch it. It's up for a month on your YouTube channel. And so how yeah. do, do you know all these folks? Because this, the mo- this is the most massive uh, Texas music. It's George Strait, Kelly Clarkson, Miranda Lambert, Casey, Willie. Like, are they all in your phone as a text where you can just go, hey, do you mind performing? No, they weren't. <laughs> Half or most of them may have been, but all of them weren't. I had to reach out and go through angles, and I had to find out their numbers from their managers, assistants, what have you, dot, 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 dot. But I was able to get a hold of everybody, I believe, within about 24 hours, and thankfully, you know, all of them were pretty much immediate within 30 seconds. Yes, indeed. How can I help? Let me know the winning winners. A hundred percent of the funds, tell me if I'm right on this, are going to the Just Keep Living Texas Relief Fund. One hundred on every dollar. You're going to help out the many, many thousands and thousands of Texans that were uh, got a hickey from from the freeze. It's at youtube.com slash Matthew McConaughey. My question is, do you ever have trouble spelling your name? Because anytime I try to spell your last name, I'm always a couple letters off. I don't anymore, but I've had a lot of practice, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I, re- I remember, uh, um, i tell you what, though, my signature sure has shortened. And I remember what it was from. I was, I think I was, uh, 
when I found my signature, I was 14 years old. I was in line at like the Sportsman's Lodge in Longview, Texas, and I had to sign. When you get your hunting license, you got to sign each one of those little cards, and it's about 20, 20 signatures. And I'm writing my name out, M-A-T-T-A, and then I'm getting on my last name, M-C, two lines under it, and I'm going on. And all of a sudden, I look behind me, and this line's getting longer and longer and longer. And everyone's waiting on me to sign the damn hunting tickets. There's about 20 <laughs> men and women behind me, and I'm looking, and I'm starting to get nervous before team starts sweating. I said, I got to fix this. MDM, MDM, MDM. <laughs> fix it and rip through them and stuck with MDM since. We're a very Austin show. You know, we all met in Austin um, all of uh, half of us were born in Austin, and so you have a, a lot of fans here for not just what you do on the big screen, but also you know you being an Austin guy and, and, and fighting yeah. for that town and for Texas. And so you got a lot of people here who read your book. For example, Eddie here. Eddie loved Green Lights, right? Eddie loved it. My mother-in-law got it for me for Christmas. I read the whole thing in six days. It's just the fastest I've ever read a book in my life. Probably there the sixth book that I've read in my life. So it was awesome, but. While I was reading it, I saw that there was the part where you lost a bunch of weight for Dallas Buyers Club, and it inspired me, and I said, man, like, he lost so much weight quickly, and he listed the diet that I actually did the diet myself. (laughs) But then you lose lose 2.5 pounds a week like clockwork? I did, like clockwork, and it's crazy because everybody doubted me when I said, no, he said drink all the red wine you want, which I did every (laughs) night. I mean, I, it's, it's a wonderful loophole that died, isn't it? You lost 50 pounds. How hard was it to actually – because, Eddie, you lost how many pounds? So a, a little under 20. Matthew, you lost 50 pounds. How hard was it to stay on that diet the whole time? Nah, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I write about this in the book. It, once I made my mind up that if I don't lose the weight I need to to play the role right, I'd be embarrassed because I wouldn't be doing my job, then it, was, it wasn't hard at all because the option, the, the option of not doing what I needed to do for the job would have sucked more. Now, I didn't go out to Pizza Hut and walk down the buffet and say no. I didn't go out I didn't go I didn't go to great restaurants and and, and, and look at look at great food and say no, I'll have uh, five ounces of fish with no oil and a cup of vegetables and a water and a glass of wine. No. I didn't put myself in front of a lot of temptation on purpose. I was pretty much became a hermit. Um, Camilla, my wife, helped make the meals, so it was pretty much it was pretty militant, you know. And in that way, it wasn't hard. Amy also read the book. Amy, what do you want to ask him? Well, yeah, Eddie read it, read it. I listened to it on Audible, so I got Matthew's voice. And even right now, listening yeah. to him talk, I feel like I'm listening to your book. And yeah, I just want to thank you for putting the whole green light message into my head because I feel like. Anytime, like I'm seeing maybe a door open or whatever, mm. like instantly the first thing I hear is green light, <laughs> like yeah. right in my head. <laughs> so also Beautiful. too, when I'm, I'm driving down the road and I, I get a green light, I'm like, yeah, green light. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Well, that's, you know, uh, it, that title came out of me looking at 36 years of my journals. I didn't have that title in mind and boy, when it hit me. I was like, well, that's it. You know, we love green lights. Let's catch more. Let's create more for ourselves, create more for others. You know, that's a lot of what the theme of the of the benefit um, that we aired last night and that's still on YouTube for the next month is about. I'm trying to say that, you know, you give gratitude. You have gratitude for things. You, 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 you're generous in life. 
you get more gratitude. Also, the people who receive your gifts get more gratitude. And when you got more thanks, you become more responsible for the things that you're thankful for because you want to take care of what you value. And then I believe that that's where we tap into what true freedom is. When we go off into the world and wherever we go and place and time, taking care of what we value. Um, and that's what a lot of the show, what I, what I, what I felt in the show, um, is that a lot of people that received all the donations and gifts and will continue to for the next month are, are getting a lot. They're getting new freedoms. They're getting a lot of gratitude. But also the people giving it are coming and saying, oh, I got some freedom out of that. I got some new newfound gratitude out of the giving. So pretty cool. Go to YouTube.com slash Matthew McConaughey. It's a virtual benefit. It is up. It's going to be up for a month. You can donate, and 100% of the funds are going to the Just Keep Living Texas Relief Fund. Did you name that fund, Matthew? Well, Just Keep Living has been around since my father passed away in 1992, five days in the days of abuse. And so when I started the foundation, I obviously called it the Just Keep Living Foundation because that's in honor of him and uh, his name. So the Just Keep Living Foundation has been around for 10 years, and we just uh, – this one is for this specific relief. Just keep living relief fund is for this one. But yeah, the JK living that that's that's me. That's uh that's that's about my dad who's who's uh moved on from this life. Do you know George Strait personally? Because he's one of the I would say the biggest performer on this. George Strait. Probably so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you know George? George? Yeah. Is he awesome? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, I mean what an ageless wonder. I mean, what did you see him last night? He's like he's like I mean is he still 33? Ah, uh, and sounds great too. No, I mean I, I got I to find out. Got to find out what skincare product that is using. <laughs> I got to ask you. I got like two questions for you before we run. Uh, the first one is that's yeah. all over the news right now. What's up with the governor run? Is it maybe next term? Is it something for life that you're thinking about? You know, eventually you want to run for governor of Texas, and and what is it you think you bring? Well, let me just answer the first first part because it'd be a little sure to answer the second part. Um, as I've said, and I'm going to say the same thing now, and this isn't a dodge. This is me being straight up with you. Consideration is all is all it really is. I'm considering it. I've had quite a few people unsolicited and different people whose opinions I quite respect in my life um, come to me unsolicitedly and talk about why they would think it would be a good idea. Well, I've got to, I've got to keep unpacking that right there. Why would it be a good idea? Why would it not be a good idea? What is and again I've got to be on um, as I've said for myself I got to decide what category is best for me going forward for me for my family as well um, could it be something positive sure it could be um, could it not be like I said it might not be right now Bobby so that's he where said, I am now. yeah he's at yellow light. Yellow light. Is that a yeah, thing? Yellow light. That's what the artist That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. That's it. That's, that's it. What do you do at yellow light? You either slow down, take yourself a breath, let's sit still for a while. Mm-hmm. Or you say, I'm stepping on the gas. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matthew McConaughey is on with us. Go to YouTube.com slash Matthew McConaughey. My final question is, do you ever, at your point, being the biggest superstar in the whole world in, in, in acting and movies, do you have to audition anymore ever? Uh, <laughs> do I have to audition? No. I haven't. don't remember the last time I've auditioned. But you know what? It's a great question because if I want to roll, um, I still t- – and, and I'm in com- competition with, with uh, 
some other actors for it. I have had roles in the last five years when I, where I've said, let him know I'll, I'll audition against him for it. Let him know, or I'll call him personally and go, I'm, I'm taking this part. Um, and if you don't think so, we'll go get in front of the, we'll go get in front of the studio and the director and we'll audition for it. Let's go. And everyone laughs when I'm serious. And I've got all those parts, so I didn't have to audition. But I got that in my mind that, yes, I'll audition for it if I want it bad enough. You sound pretty competitive still, like you still got the fire in you. Well, I'm competitive in certain things that, you know, are my life and career and who I am. I mean, I love to play ping pong, but I'm not viciously competitive on the ping pong table anymore because I'm not the greatest ping pong player. But things that I've put time to work on – you know, in my life, I am competitive with them because uh, um, they're a real part of my life and part of what I've invested in. Right, there he is, Matthew McConaughey, YouTube.com slash Matthew McConaughey. It's going to be up for a month. George Strait, Kelly Clarkson, Miranda Lambert, Post Malone, our buddy Parker McCollum, Willie Nelson. Uh, you can go watch. You can go help. 100% of the funds are going to the Just Keep Living Texas Relief Fund. Matthew, you have been an absolute treat. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us, and congratulations on the success of – you know, the give back here. My pleasure. Thank you uh, for uh, helping me let the world know about it today. Hope everyone enjoyed last night. And uh, like Bobby said, come on back to my YouTube channel. Check it up. It'll be up for the next month. You can donate anytime. Promise you 100 pennies on your dollar. Going straight to people in need. Appreciate it. That's there he right. is. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Bye, Matthew. There he is. Bye now. All right. Yep. <laughs> he whistled. As- <laughs> You know, I've never heard it be so cool to say 100 pennies on the dollar. Yeah. That's pretty I think cool. I'm going to start saying that. I, know. <laughs> I, just, I just like it. That's what we can say now for Pimp and Joy stuff. 100, 100 pennies, pennies on, on the dollar. dollar. <laughs> That's right. Green light. <laughs> pretty cool, huh? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. Just chatting with Matthew McConaughey. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. That's a wrap for this week's show. I really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen in. I hope you had fun with Lunchbox and I talking about some of the big show segments this week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Bobby Bone Show to relive all the great moments from this week, plus more. You can get deep in the archives and just go down a rabbit hole. It's really fun on our pages, I swear. Or you can go to BobbyBones.com to watch videos. It's all up there. We're on everything. Plus, you can follow me on social media at WebGirlMorgan if you want to hang out with me more. I post random stuff, TikToks, dog videos, food videos, whatever, you name it. So come hang out with me on there too. Bye. Come on. Bobby Bones, yeah.